go. Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, we plan on talking about the AFC South and starting with the number one pick in the NFL draft, we will be talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. They ended with the record of a one in 10. You know, at one point they were undefeated. Oh, yeah. They yeah. went one and oh. Uh-huh. They Wait, just the kidding. Their rec- well, their record wasn't one in 10, but like, you, you, you get my point. They were one and oh, is what I meant to say. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, one and oh after they beat the Colts on opening day and they finished one and 15. They lost every game afterwards. Yeah. Uh, they weren't pretty. Not at all. But we can start with players that outperformed to highlight the positives of this. I agree. I think the clear player to talk about first is James Robinson. Yeah, he was undrafted. No one knew about him. Like, remember when we were like, who do we pick up for fantasy? Is it James Robinson, Chris Thompson, Ogunbowale, Ozigbo? Which guy? Oh. And there's also Ryquel Armstead. Then he got COVID twice. Ah, twice. <laughs> we don't laugh about COVID, but, you know, that's rough. Says the guy who's la- chuckling as he speaks. Chuckled just a little bit. That's just rough, man. How do you catch it twice? Though? I, thought, I thought it was like a one and done. Oh, right. Well, I guess he can do many things. He's, He's a man of many man. things. Strong man. man. But prayers out to him. But going back to James Robinson, I mean, yeah, undrafted player, 1,000 yard rusher. He also caught the ball a lot, 49 receptions. On top of that, only two drops. Yeah, he, he had 1,400 scrimmage yards. And over a thousand yards rushing, you know. So I mean, congrats to Jacks fans. They have something going for them. Yeah, and he he's productive. Four point nine yards per touch. Again, he's not just a runner. He can catch the ball. He was the MVP of this team. Yeah, I mean, Jacks fans they found their Leonard Fournette replacement. Except, like, I mean, Fournette's actually going to the Super Bowl now. But you know, James Robinson's not bad of a, a consolation prize for losing Fournette. <laughs> So who really won, right? <laughs> yeah, who, who really won? It's probably Fournette, but we got to keep Jacksonville happy. Yeah, and another player that keeps Jacksonville happy is another offensive player, in my opinion. It's LaVishka Chenault. I yeah, like this man. He um, did better than Henry Ruggs. <laughs> That's <laughs> is that really saying a lot. But yeah, Gadget Man, I mean, he reminds me of Curtis Samuel, but better. 600 receiving yards, 5.1 rushing yards per attempt, five total touchdowns. The only problem for him, though, he needs to be healthy. Just stay on the field more. Mm-hmm. He has good size, too. 6'1", like 220-something, I think. Like yeah. he, he's a good receiver. He, or he could be a very good receiver. Especially with whoever's going to play quarterback for that team. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, you know, that's my uh, one player that underperformed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know his name. Ah, uh, yes. Ready to move on to players underperformed? Mm-hmm. All right. So we have Minshew Mania. Remember when we came into the season, people were just like, ah, Minshew, is he the real deal or not? And Jacksonville thought he was the real deal. They let him start, you know, but it didn't work out. He was benched after eight games for uh, their sixth rounder, Jake Lutton or Luton. I don't know how to say Jake Lutton. Man, I totally forgot about Jake Glutton. Because you know what I put? I put replaced by Mike Glennon. The giraffe. The giraffe. How bad do you have to be to be replaced by Mike Glennon? Glennon. Uh, I don't know. Gruden likes him. 
because uh, I watch Hard Knocks on the Raiders. Gruden like Mike Lennon, but let him go. He's <laughs> six seven. I, I I'm still surprised by his height. You know, should have played basketball. Should have. Okay. Okay. Arthur, but okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna segue back to Gardner Minshew and talk about. You know, he did not play that bad. Statistically, he, did. he started out hot. Mm-hmm. For the first two games, you know, it was two close games too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He won the first one. The second one, they lost by I think it was by like three points. And again, it was like the that. Colts that he beat, like a good yeah. team. Sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions. He averaged more yards per game this year than he did last year. And again, mm-hmm. small sample size. Can you play the full season? Do you think he got a short lease leash, or do you think he um, you think the Jaguars did the right thing? I think possibly he you're 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 onto something by saying he has a he got a short leash, but I think the injury kind of derailed him, his thumb injury that he got mm-hmm. midway through the season. But I don't know. I think I see the thing with me is that even if you gave him a longer leash, I don't think Garner Minshew is gonna be elite. I, I, yeah, so I, I think that's not what the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for. Therefore, they kind of let him go. Makes and sense. And it says a lot when you get benched for your sixth rounder. That's true. That's true. Like, they probably thought they had, like, Tom Brady and Jake Lutton or something, you know, but that didn't work out because Mike Glennon won the job. Somehow he prevailed. But, you know, maybe something that could have helped Minshew Mania just a little bit is DJ Chark, another player that I feel like underperformed. Mm-hmm. This season, very slow start. Again, I know he was injured. He did heat up near the end. Seven hundred receiving yards, five total touchdowns. Not too far from last year. Thirteen yards per route. He played two less games, so again, that number means more. But still, this was not the DJ chart we saw last year, or the DJ chart that we hope to draft in fantasy football this year. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because people were saying DJ chart could be that breakout star fantasy or that fantasy sleeper that could win it for you but he just wasn't there i agree i know a lot of people compared dj chark with aj brown in terms of like production for fantasy football obviously aj brown won that maybe dj chark will have a bounce back season next year yep and moving on to some notable injuries altogether dj chark as we mentioned james robinson ended the season injured josh allen and cj henderson they're young players cornerstone players also were injured throughout the season i think uh chris thompson also injured too right oh yeah chris thompson was also out which is like that good like receiving third down back yeah but the thing is with i feel with chris thompson he had one td in week two even when he was playing he was almost a non-factor in my in in my opinion yeah so it wasn't like he was doing much either yeah no you're right garner Minshew was injured too Oh, I don't yeah. know if you said that too. Yeah, but they they, they had quite the amount of injuries on their team. Yeah, but I mean, is it better to be injured or to just flat out get fired? Which is pretty much what happened with most of the staff here in Jacksonville. Yep, Doug Marone. I, I, I think like in four seasons, you go 23 and 43. How do you not get fired? I agree with you on that. And, like, another thing that we will probably talk a lot about for the next team is culture. You know how culture. many players they let go? I mean, start like, not even starting back with, like, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Ngakwe is gone, too. Like, Chase Campbell. They, 
Calais Campbell, yeah, they had talent. Yeah. It's crazy to think that they were almost Super Bowl bound like three years ago. Exactly. Like AFC Championship, right? In 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're borderline the Texans in terms of culture right now. They're lucky that they have (laughs) draft capital to make it at least somewhat enticing. Again, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we're getting ahead of that. (laughs) Very true. But yeah, Doug Marone fired Urban Meyer in. Oh, and um, I will talk about Trent Baalke. This is my Mm. section. Yeah, go ahead. This is all yours. I am ready for Jacksonville to be the next all-ACL team. Good luck. But looking ahead for Jacksonville, it's not that bad. And we're going to start with positions of need. And for me, I think it's a quarterback, tight end. Yeah, quarterback down too. Mm-hmm. Offensive line. And maybe working on that secondary, I picked safety as well. For me, I, I, I had two main ones, QB and pass rusher. Because they're 29th mm-hmm. in the league in terms of sacks with 15 sacks. You know, they had Josh Allen from last year, but Josh Allen can't do it all. And they drafted uh, that guy out of uh, LSU, too. Like, they have players' names that I cannot pronounce. Like, his name's like Clavon, Clavon, oh, Jason yeah. or something. You, you know him, right? Mm-hmm. In the first round? Yeah. Like, apparently, he's not a good scheme fit for them, is what I read. It's like, I, I don't think they can win games without rushing the passer. And they need a passer, too. But I agree with, like, that defense does need help. At all levels. Yeah. And in terms of free agency, some players are leaving in key positions. We have Cam Robinson, offensive lineman, DJ Hayden, defensive back, Chris Conley and King Cole. I mean, the last two, does it really matter? I'm not, I'm not pooping on these players, but they got butterfingers. I feel like they got to move on from those last two players, but Mm -hmm. do you think they should keep Cam Robinson? I think they should just to give some help to whoever that's going to start at QB for them next year and not leave them out to stranded to die. But I, I think the concerning thing is the amount of receivers that are going to become free agents. Like you said, they do have butterfingers, but it's DD Westbrook, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, like the depth it's gone. Like it they, true. they have no one left besides DJ Chark and uh, Chanel. Yeah, you're right. It is a deep wide receiver class, though. They do have multiple picks in the first round, as well as just some top picks throughout the top 100. So probably look to that to bolster up that wide receiver core. Um, Other players I feel like they should pick up, though, maybe um, his name Joe Thunny, Thuny of the Patriots, that offensive lineman, you know, again, he's a guard, they draft right? a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plays guard. If they draft a, a quarterback, you know, you got to protect them. And one sneaky pick that I looked at Gerald Everett. I ah, think he tight could end. Be the, yeah. You know, maybe like the next Delaney Walker, you know, Gerald Everett was kind of sitting behind like depth. I mean, there's, um, I'm totally, um, it's, it's Gerald Everett. And Tyler who was your other tight end? Higby. Tyler Higby. I see it very similar to when Vernon Davis played and then Delaney Walker was kind of sitting back there. Mm-hmm. I think Gerald Everett, if he has the number one gig, I feel like he could produce. I feel you on that. So for who who I have is that if they're, they're not going to sign Cam Robinson, Trent Williams for the O-line's not bad. Mm-hmm. They can afford him. They have Because they have like the most cap heading into this offseason at 73 mil. 
And right. to comment on wide receiver, there's Chris Godwin out there. Mm-hmm. Get, get your new QB some help. And to comment on your pick earlier of saying that they need some safeties, we have Justin Simmons, John Johnson from the Rams again. You know, because this defense is nowhere near the one that got them to the AFC championships, like literally just three years ago. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's going to take a while for them to rebuild. but And that also starts with the draft which we could pivot to right now where Jacksonville picks at number one and at pick 25. So if we were to talk about pick number one, I personally Biggest think question it's here. Oh yeah. What's up? Oh, who do you think it's going to be? Now I don't like this pick. Okay. Okay. Me personally. Um, but I think the number one pick has to be Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Simply because from what I've heard, from a listen to he is as coveted as Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck out of the draft wow that's he a lot can lead a team. that's a lot yeah I mean he can lead a team he's mature he crosses all of the boxes like for personality traits like he's not that type of QB if you know what I'm if you get my drip he makes the big throws he's competitive I feel like he's the clear number one overall pick he's not my personal favorite quarterback out of this draft but I think Let he has a talent in the highest floor you want Justin Fields to the to the Jags? No. You don't? I'm really? You, you don't even want Fields. that Urban Meyer connection? I think it's Ohio there. State. Again, I personally, again, I think Trevor Lawrence is the best player. Like what you said, Justin Fields is the best quote-unquote fit. Are they my favorite quarterback in this draft? Probably not. And we'll talk about that moving forward. But yeah, who do you think All should right. be picked number one? I mean... I think it's just a question of will Urban Meyer go for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm going to side with you on this one. I think it's Trevor Lawrence. Cause I think I told you this before earlier in the week, Justin Fields did not beat Alabama. Trevor Lawrence did. So I'm going with Trevor Lawrence for this one because there is a Ohio state connection. However, Urban Meyer was gone by the time Justin Fields was starting for them. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like we're taking Trevor Lawrence out of like some random like D3 school, you know, it's Clemson. So they're up there too. So I think it's well-respected. Trevor Lawrence goes number one to the Jags. Got it. Yeah. All right. And then at 25, I think they should get a, maybe offensive tackle to help their quarterback. Nice. Okay. I agree. Offensive tackle if they can land one big in free, in free agency. Yeah. Just to get him help. You know, you don't want to, because when you pick a quarterback at number one, you're not sitting him. So you're throwing him to the fire. Get him some help. Yeah, I agree. At 25, I have a couple of players here. Mine were to focus on that secondary because I feel like that's kind of what got them pretty far in the playoffs a couple years ago with that A.J. Boyer-Jalen Ramsey combo. Yeah. If J.C. Horn's there, pick up J.C. Horn. I don't have to say much about this man. Solid cornerback, can play outside, strong zone, good press. Only problem is that he can't really play man coverage, but... Maybe they could give that to C.J. Henderson <laughs> to do. He also struggles to make tackles. But, yeah, again, bring up C.J. Henderson, bringing that one-two cornerback combo would be really nice. That would be nice to have, like, some good pass defense. But, yeah, that, that would be back-to-back cornerbacks in the first round mm. for, for the Jacksonville, the Jaguars, because they picked, what, C.J. Henderson last, re- last year? Yeah, you're right. So that leaves us with the final question. Will this team make the playoffs? Not yet. I think they're on the rise. That's exactly what I I have. No, not yet. 
not yet. I feel like they're gonna have this is like a way too early prediction. I feel like they're gonna have a um Cincinnati Bengals type of season, like what they had this year. Okay. So in your pieces are there. Uh, yeah, they got the quarterback. The pieces are there, but they don't have the glue. I feel you on that one. It's a slow rebuild. It will be a slow one, but I, I think they're headed in the correct direction. And that's all that matters, right? You call this a slow rebuild? I don't know what you're going to call the next team. I got the Houston Texans next. I don't, I don't know if that's even a rebuild. <laughs> I don't even think a Madden rebuild could fix this team at this you point. You can't. You can't even simulate it 10 years in advance and it, it, it still won't be fixed. Look at the draft picks. <laughs> so, they, so they ended the season with a 4-12 record. It doesn't even describe the, the dumpster fire. It, it does not. Had. It actually makes it better. Because if, if I didn't tell you the records and I told you the dumpster fire team that this like situation that the Texans went through, you would think the one in 15 record that the Jags had would be the Texans record, but somehow they got four wins. I agree with you now. Players that outperformed. Yeah. The very, very, very few bright spots for this team. Did you want to start first, Ryan? I was going to say, to be completely honest, I don't know who over overperformed because like I would say Deshaun Watson, but his numbers are no surprise, mm-hmm. you know, and this is to show like the lack of difference makers that they have on both sides of the ball. Fair, <laughs> they don't have fair. an elite player at any level. Fair. I, I will argue that though. The only problem is the player that I had for? was Will Fuller. Oh yeah. I think he Will Fuller boy. outperformed. The only problem is he needs a new contract. So I'm not going to keep him. I have a couple other yeah. players too, but Will Fuller, I think we all knew about his high ceiling, that big play potential, but this year we finally saw like how high his floor was. Mm-hmm. Like he was able to stay on the field. He was healthy for... He stayed healthy. I mean, how did he stay healthy? Who knows at this point with his situation, with how he got suspended, but he was a game changer on the field. 800 plus yards in 11 games, eight touchdowns, 11 yards per attempt. It's just, it's just rough how his season ended. It's really unfortunate. I, I think whether it be injuries or whatever he got himself into this year, whatever he was taking, he the guy can't play a full season. I agree. But so at some point, like the excuses are just racking up, you know? So I agree yeah. with you. You cannot sign this guy. I, I Yeah, I just don't think the Houston Texans should re-sign him. I don't think he is as bad as – I'm sorry to bring this up – Martavis Bryant. Oh, I feel like Martavis, like Martavis Bryant had the talent – but also had a lot of baggage. I don't think Will Fuller has the same amount of baggage. So I feel like there will be a market for Will Fuller. There definitely will be. And like this team, moving on, do you have anyone left that outperformed besides Will Fuller? One more player, but he might have been too small. You didn't see him. It's Brandon Cooks. (laughs) Okay, okay. Now I get it. He gets thrown around like a newspaper. Yes. A thousand yard plus season in all but two years and he's been in the league for seven for seven mm-hmm. years he's a field stretcher sure hands he's always proven to be reliable and i think he deserved a lot more praise than he got this year he was a good I, wide receiver and he stepped up when will fuller went down and i think no one gave it attention is because since cooks left the saints he hasn't produced a season like this before so people already had a bad taste in their mouth discounted him the whole way I agree with you on that. Last player I had was Zach Cunningham, tackle monster. That's all I had. He was like their only defense. Fair enough. You mustered up three guys. 
Yeah. Props right. to you. I got one. I had one with Deshaun Watson. It wasn't even a, like a outperformer, you know? <laughs> he just did what he usually does. But hopefully your list is long for this one. It's players that underperformed. Yeah, let's start with that defense. They uh, finished 27th in the league, dead last in turnovers. Uh, I mean, the comparison I had were like, they're kind of like the Brooklyn Nets, you know? Deshaun Watson just scoring points for them, but no defense either. It's like all Deshaun, no defense. I agree with you on that. Aside from Zach Cunningham, that that small bright spot that that you mentioned, I mean, J.J. Watt had an okay season, I would Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Like a meh. One of those, you know? And then I think their defensive tackle part, they tried replacing DJ Reader, didn't nothing really came to fruition this year i mean it's a mess over there yeah and i also had jj watt as well and the last player i had which might shock you ryan because i always love this player it's david johnson it's my man dj Mm -hmm. you had him in fantasy you were raving about him after that first game yeah i i i rode that horse and i was proud but you know what i don't really regret it that much I feel like injury slowed him down, COVID situation. Mm-hmm. He came back to life at the end of the season. And I know he turns 30 in December, but hear me out on this. I still think he can stick around in the league for a bit longer because his injuries were not that bad. It was a wrist injury that held him back a year, yep. which means that his legs still seem pretty fresh. He still has some mileage. So I feel like he can still be somewhat productive in an offense, whether I it be agree. this one or another team. I, I, I believe it should be another team, though, since we are talking about the Texans. I feel it's better if they just go, just 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 let him go. Unless they can get him for super cheap. I don't think it's, he's he's not going to be a difference maker at this point in his career, I feel. I agree with you on that. He should play mm-hmm. for like a contender, though. Be like Le'Veon yeah. Bell, but, you know, actually be on the field. Anyways, moving on to notable <laughs> injuries, something that Le'Veon Bell does. I have Titus Howard. Justin Reed, your man, Gary on Conley. They're all, they all no, landed no, 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 on IR. No, no. He is not my man. Please, please, please re-say that statement. Gary on Conley, Ryan's man, all landed on IR. And they were key pieces for the defense. Can't really mm-hmm. lock that. And Tyus Howard's and he's an okay offensive lineman. He's okay, yeah. I honestly went through the injury list, saw Titus Howard, was contemplating putting him on. I was like, eh, Gary on Conley, saw him too. I was like, he's not that good. So, like, the only guy that I actually recognized was, like, Randall Cobb. But, I mean, Randall Cobb. I, I don't think he would have done much, to be completely <laughs> honest. Let's, yeah, you're not wrong. He's at the tail know, end of his career. Yeah. It's uh, Randall Cobb. He, he's something else. But, yeah. This, and, uh, yeah, go for it. Did the head coach get fired? <laughs> I put LOL. <laughs> I just put Billy. <laughs> Oh, you put Billy. Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of mad. Like, like, can we talk about Bill O'Brien for a little bit, even though it has nothing to do with the Texans anymore? The floor is all yours. Like, this is exactly what you get for trading D-Hop, man. Like, this is karma biting you in the ass right now because you screwed up a franchise for the past few years. And, like, this is what you get. Because the thing is, what did they give up to get LaRemi Tunsil? Everything. Everything, right? Deshaun Watson still sacked 49 times. 
guess everything wasn't worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And he traded a third rounder for Duke Johnson. Where's Duke Johnson? I don't know, somewhere in the depth chart. You know, gave Clowney away. You want to know who, who, who they got? I don't know either. Jacob Martin and Bacarvius Mingo. And a third rounder, too. Like, no knock to Jacob Martin, but I honestly had no clue he existed. You know, and then they gave two first rounders and a second and two players for Laramie Tunsil, like I just said, to get Kenny Sills and a fourth rounder back. Like, I don't know what he was thinking, man. And on top of that, he got David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. Like, they're okay players. I think those are his best two trades, but like at the expense of D-Hop to get David Johnson, like, get out of here. All knew who won. <laughs> yeah, we all knew. So, I, I don't know, man. And like, that leads me to like the Jack Easterby stuff. Easterby stuff? Like, I, I don't even know what the hell is going on with that franchise. You know what's worse? What? They picked David Cully. Do you know much about David Cully? No. Got you. <laughs> I'm going to give you two facts. That's all yes. you know. Go ahead. Fact number one, which you might know about. He was the coach when the Chiefs threw zero touchdowns to their wide receivers. Ah. He was the offensive coordinator. So this he is won. their guy that will turn it around for them. Yes. Here's fact number two. Mm-hmm. He was the Ravens passing coach this year. Do you know where the Ravens ranked this year? Probably like bottom three, I would say. Bottom three is nice. They were last. Yep. yep. <laughs> so How are they going to move the ball? I don't know. Well, that's why they have Deshaun, right? <laughs> <laughs> or do they have Deshaun? Looking ahead now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. For positions of need, I put, I have explanations for this one. I put quarterback. Deshaun is already out the door. Uh, uh, if, if you were speaking to the Texans organization, the people in charge, they would beg to differ. Yeah. Okay. You know? And I mean, for the record, John Gruden also said Deshaun staying there, but he also willingly engaged in some tampering this like yesterday with Richard Sherman. So you can decide if John Gruden's credible or not. We'll see. I feel like Deshaun is pretty set on his decision. And I mean, like if they keep him, they could, he could always just sit <laughs> and be stubborn about it. He could set out a season. I mean, Le'Veon Bell did it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but look up where Le'Veon Bell is now. That's true. But I mean, I mean, he's going to the Super Bowl, but I don't know if he's making an impact. I think at that point, it's an argument about talent. But, you know, <laughs> okay, not, yeah, that's not my realm. They also need running back. Though. Let's pivot to that, you know, mm-hmm, running yeah. back, someone to sit behind DJ for at, least, at most one year or start. Have DJ be that compliment running back. Cornerback is nice. Do mm-hmm. you know any cornerbacks on this team? Uh, Vernon Hargreaves. And I don't think he's that well. Exactly. Not that good. They had Lonnie Johnson playing cornerback, but somehow he now plays safety. So I guess they actually don't have cornerbacks anymore. <laughs> he was converted. He was converted. Nice. Yeah. I mean, JJ my- Watt might be gone too. Exactly. Like, my last point was wide receiver who will replace Will Fuller. And then my last bullet point was it's essentially every position at this point. Yes. They need help. They're, I think they're in a full full-on rebuild like i know i said earlier that this was not a rebuild and this was like something worse but like i don't know what else they can do man it's it's literally a dumpster fire and moving on to free agency like it's it's really sad because looking ahead this section 
is so small. And the reason for that is they, they're screwed cap-wise. And they also don't have that much draft capital, which we'll talk about after this. But in free agency, they're losing Giron Conley, Will Fuller, Vernon Hargreaves. Yep. I mean, who they should pick up? Like literally anyone who's willing to sign with them at this point. That's exactly what I got too. Because also they're like negative 17 mil under. As exactly. Well. So they don't have the money. And I literally have right here that it's a matter of who wants to play for the Texans at this point, because like the organization's a mess. And I honestly feel as a player, like if I played in the NFL, like if I was like talented enough to do that or like just big enough, you know, like if they can't present a clear direction before free agency, why the hell would you want to sign with this team? Because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Exactly. But I think if they had their way, Von Miller could replace J.J. Watt. Juju mm-hmm. Smith could come at a decent price. Le'Veon Bell even could come, but mm-hmm. that's only if they want to come, and I don't think people want to come right now. Again, they're in such a bad situation because young players don't want to go there because they're chasing rings, and this team is in a full rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think that's why if they're able to keep Deshaun Watson, that would be the move because players will potentially want to come. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Moving on to the draft. Ryan, do you know where they pick? They don't, thanks to Loremi Tunsil. They don't pick in the first round. Yeah, they don't you pick. You know what? They don't pick in the second round either. Wait, really? I thought yeah. it, I, th- I thought the drought ends. When does it end? Third round, from uh, my understanding. So no draft picks, no cap space. Okay, can, can we go back to the cap space thing just for like a quick 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. Go for it. I can't name that many players in the Texans. Why are they 17 mil under? It's Deshaun and JJ. That That's literally it? For the most part. That's insane. And David Johnson. <laughs> okay. The, the, David the, guy, Johnson. the guy the guy, you wanted. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, this, this team's a mess. I mean, I think they need to trade Deshaun. And I don't mean this. I mean, I don't even know what I'm supposed to imply here. But they need draft capital. <laughs> they do. And, you know, you take a... I feel like for Deshaun Watson, like you take two firsts this year somehow and then you just start trading down to get more draft capital because you can't have a team without players. Yeah, but like how are you going to get two firsts this round? I mean, this year. That's that's also a good point. Miami. Yeah, that's, that's if Miami is willing to give up on tour right now. That is true. Or they flip to us somewhere else. Again, this is like we should have like hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should have our own episode about Deshaun Watson and our predictions. But yeah, like not going too far. You get Deshaun, you give up your two first and you trade two of our first. Mm-hmm. So you can actually pick in the draft. Yes. Still pick. Exactly. But yeah, overall, though, this team's a mess. And I would like to transition to a team that doesn't look like a mess. Also, right, the last question is, will this team make the playoffs? Uh, we don't need to answer that. Let's just go to the next question uh, before Texans fans, uh, you know, do bad things to themselves. What, what, what Texans fans at this point? Anyways, we have the Colts. <laughs> yes. And, Moving on and to you something know what? better. It's good to you find got the two me. bad teams out the way. Exactly. Can you believe that the Colts have double the wins of the Texans and the Jaguars combined? Yeah. I mean, they're second division, but same record as the Titans. 11 and 5. 11 and 5, yeah. But the, the crazy thing is that they wouldn't have made the playoffs if the playoffs weren't expanded this year because they got the seventh seed. 
That's true. They were also one and done, though. So they were, yeah, they were also one and done. But I honestly think they're primed for bigger things. So we'll start with players outperformed. I'm pretty sure we can agree on the first guy. You tell, yes. you say the name, and then I'll tell you if uh, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, it's my man, Jonathan Taylor. Yes, yes, Jonathan Taylor. 1,100 yards as a rookie, 36 receptions for almost 300 yards. Like, he can catch, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there are new running backs coming out of the AFC South with James Robinson and Jonathan Taylor. I agree with you, yeah. You know, I feel like Jonathan Taylor's situation, though, like, it was perfect for him. It was supposed to be a three-headed monster. If you forgot about Marlon Mack, he was a thing. And Naheem Hines. And Naheem Hines, exactly. But like what you said, that was, I mean, he had a lot of yards rushing. He caught 36 passes out of 39 targets, 9.8 yards per reception. Productive. And his knock throughout the draft was he can't catch. He's a pure runner. Yeah. But he like Nick Chubb had like more drops in one game than this guy. (laughs) That's saying for his whole season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan Taylor, I feel like he's a really good running back. Glad to see him succeed, and I'm excited to see what's. I'm just excited to see this player. Every I agree with now. you. Can't agree with you more. I think the Colts really hit it off their like with their draft picks this year. Like Michael Pittman didn't do bad either. Like I I don't know if he outperformed, but I think like he's like of notable like notable to mention because like he got 500 receiving yards as a rookie, and he had some like notable catches in the playoffs too. Yeah, he was also injured for a bit too. But I, I see potential with him as well. Mm-hmm. They also drafted really well. I mean, I don't know if you know Julian Blackman. Uh, the safety. Free safety. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Two interceptions, 42 combined tackles. He was a ball hawk. Like, he's a perfect yeah. example of how a free safety should play. And, like, this team is making the right moves. Because as you can see, like, outside of the draft, another player that, like, did extremely well, a good pickup for them, DeForest Buckner, all pro. You are right. I agree with you on that. Did you have any other players that outperformed? That's all I got. You have anybody uh, else? No. So I guess we could transition to players that underperformed, and I could start with this one. Um, Go for it. Philip Rivers. You didn't. You didn't think he did enough. No, and I. I know. Again, I don't know. This is a hot take. I. I sometimes think he was the reason why the Colts lost a couple games. Yes, but that's Phil's Philip Rivers game. You know, you can say the same thing when he was on the Chargers. Which is why I feel like he... <laughs> so you expected that. And then so you, you expected Philip Rivers, but then he's also old and he regressed. 24 touchdowns with 11 interceptions. It's... I think he just brought leadership. I agree with you on that. It was just leadership. But in order to win big games, you need the leadership and the, and talent. the talent. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. You're not wrong. Yeah. And second player on my list, T.Y. T.Y. Hilton. Yes. yes. I just want to say this right now. Thank you, sir, for your fancy football services. <laughs> but man, T.Y. Hilton, what happened? I mean, he I... fell off severely. I think the Colts are going to hate us for this, but like, because T.Y. Hilton is their man, you know, and mm-hmm. he's a hard worker and stuff, but he had five TDs this, this, this year. Mm-hmm. And two of them came against the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically had three. Basically had three. 
So I, I don't know. Like I still remember back in high school, we were drafting T.Y. Hilton in potentially the first round of the draft, that fantasy draft or second round. Yeah. And now he's just, he's not the same player anymore. He's not as fast anymore. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know. He regressed, and I feel like part of that also came with the fact that Andrew Luck wasn't throwing him the ball anymore. Yeah, because he had like one of his best seasons with Andrew Luck. Exactly. Exactly. So part of that. Do you have any other players? No, I didn't. Well, so that leads me into my first notable injury, which was Paris Campbell. And like Um, I know him because I I I picked him up in fantasy thinking that he could do damage. And he did did more damage damage to his knee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I thought he could replace T. Y. Hilton. Cause he's he's speedy. He he runs like a four three, yeah, or something like that. Like I thought he could come in, but that I think that was the biggest injury they had because this was a year for Paris Campbell to like step up, you know. And it sucks because you mentioned Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. And it sucks how injuries can really derail your career. If if they did not make any transactions right now, I would put Michael Pittman Jr. at the one and Paris Campbell at two. Yeah, even though I would have had that flipped at the beginning of the season last year because i thought paris camp paris campbell's athletic mm-hmm. like he's a good wide receiver if he could stay on good the field athlete. he's just been really unlucky yeah super fast too and whether or not the head coach was fired or not uh no was not fired no they they have a good staff that i'm pretty sure they lost pieces mm-hmm. they they did a good enough job so positions of need when we're looking ahead i have qb and defensive end who do you have i have qb wide receiver and cornerback okay so i guess we can both agree on qb because philip river is gone that one's easy uh and you said you had cornerback you don't like rock yasin i think that they can do more than rock but we'll talk about that um in terms of free agency as we look ahead players that are leaving marlon mack malik hooker jacoby Brissett, justin houston and T.Y. Hilton. I think the other, I got three other names on here that I think mm-hmm. might be big. Two of them are both their uh, DEs, Justin Houston and Danico Autry. They're both starting mm-hmm. for him right mm-hmm. now. And the other one, not really to free agency, but uh, Anthony Costanzo, their tackle is retiring. That's another piece that's lost. Mm, exactly, which I w- we will talk about that man soon. But yeah. players that this team should pick up. I personally think that they should keep Malik Hooker, yeah, Justin Houston. T.Y. Hilton is a question mark for me. I yes. feel like if he takes a if he takes a pay cut, becomes that number two, number three reliable wide receiver, maybe he could come back. If not, he can test the market. But playmakers, maybe Allen Robinson. I was just gonna Hunter say that. Henry. I like Hunter Henry there, and also Richard Sherman. Sherman, okay. Sherman on that defense. Do they play man a lot? The Colts defense? Do you know? That I'm not quite sure. Okay, yeah. Because I I have Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson again, because I feel like they would be upgrades to T.Y. Hilton. It's going to be a tough one to let T.Y. Hilton go, but it's the correct move. Mm-hmm. And for to you said sign Justin Houston. The other side is still left with the void. Maybe Yannick Ngakwe. To, to the nice. Colts to, to help that line 
You know, he had eight sacks and four forced fumbles in each of his past two seasons. And I mean, players that they could pick up in free agency for a quarterback. We have Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. I mean, not really free agency, but they could trade for Derek Carr. I don't know. They also have Jacob Eason. Eason. Jacob Eason. Yeah. He made his pitch to start like I think today or like yesterday. He said if they give him the chance, he's ready. But what else is he supposed to say? You know, so <laughs> I agree with you on that. They have quarterback options, I feel like. And again, like with them picking at 21, they don't really need that much. There's actually a really good transition. Um, going trading that pick away for a quarterback might be good, but what I feel like they should do is that they should actually pick in the first round and they need an offensive tackle. I have to that too. the one that they just lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some mock drafts where they're saying the Colts should pick a quarterback, but I don't think they should take a quarterback because I think, I mean, I think the Colts have a foundation in place. And like you said, it was Phillip Rivers that didn't win them games sometimes. So I think as long as they have a decent quarterback in there, they're Super Bowl contenders. I agree with you on that. And just the name to put on your radar, Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Big boy, big, big boy. But only problem, only 15 starts. But that, he, That's he, a little questionable. A little questionable. But the good thing about him is that he can play both offensive tackle positions and can also slide him a bit inside to play to play guard. So he's right. a versatile offensive lineman. Just like Quentin Nelson. Just like Quentin Nelson. That was my comparison, exactly. I like that pick. Michigan boy to uh, Colts at no- number 21. So will this team make the playoffs in 2021? I say if they get their quarterback, then yes. Yeah. And do they have to trade up or trade for one? And the only way that works is if they somehow get Trent Williams or Alejandro Villanueva in free agency. And I think it's possible because they have 64 mil in cap space, second most after the Jags. So they, they actually have money to spend in free agency. Yeah. Like this team, I, I expect great things from this team moving forward next couple of se- next couple of seasons. Yeah, I think they have a bright future. And that takes us to the last team and the best team in the AFC South for the 2020 season, which is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, first in their division, but same record as the Colts, 11 and five. They clinched their division. So yes. players that outperformed. Uh, my first guy I have is Corey Davis. I don't know if you same. have Corey Davis on your list. You do. First person on my list. Yeah. And I don't know if you have caught on to my fantasy moves in the past few years, but I was always a believer in Corey Davis, but I believed in him a few years too early. <laughs> yes. And I suffered picking him up the past few years and I gave up on him this year. And what did he do? Almost a thousand yard season. Yeah, he was only 26 yards short of a thousand of a thousand yards. And yeah. if there was a player to compare him to right now, it's Devontae Parker. He had Devontae Parker type of season. He did. Contract year. He finally showed up. He figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, I feel like at some points during the games, Corey Davis was actually there for the full four quarters rather than AJ Brown. Because A.J. Brown put up, like, nice numbers in fantasy. But, like, if you actually watch a Tennessee Titans game, there are some quarters where it's just like, where where is A.J. Brown? Why are you not giving him the ball? True. That's true. Maybe that's partly baked into the fact that um, 
I think he got like both his knees replaced this offseason. Yes, yes, true. So well, Corey Davis stepped up then. I agree with you. Corey Davis stepped up. And I think as the free agent market and free agency heats up, he's everything you look for in a number two wide receiver with potential true. number one upside. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could even be a 1.5 on a Ooh. good day. I agree with you on that. So whenever yeah. I think of 1.5, I always think about our conversation we had with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Corey Davis kind of fits that. I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad about that. He does. Any other players that you have for outperformers? Yes. I have the player that threw the ball to him, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Now, I know it's kind of hard to envision this, but many, I feel like a lot of people wondered whether or not he was going to be that same player he was last year. When he yeah, won people questioned it people did and you know what he did not disappoint exactly. he continued to spread the ball around he was athletic when he ran with the ball 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions on top of that 30 hundred passing yards that's a lot that's a good amount he also mm-hmm. ran for 266 yards and he got seven rushing touchdowns yeah and that's exactly why i had him as a pro bowl snub last on last week's episode exactly so ryan ryan Tannehill deserved a spot there yeah, and he is literally the example of how quick a team can turn it around if they just have a solid quarterback. And they literally gave up nothing for him. Mm-hmm. And I like I like what the Titans are doing with Ryan Tannehill because like, by no means is someone going to compare Ryan Tannehill to Aaron Rodgers. So he's not in the elite category, but like he's good enough to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And it's good enough for the Titans to get to where they want to be i mean it's not the super bowl just yet but i think they're in the correct direction i have a question for you this is a spot question ryan Tannehill and matthew stafford are the same age who would you rather have Tannehill. you know like they just based on record and history right you know we took them like a like a third fourth or fifth round pick just to get him just one of those i don't remember off the top of my head i think it was like a fourth or a fifth yeah it didn't take much to get him didn't take much to get him He's out here. I would rather take Ryan Tannehill too because mm-hmm. he could stay on the field. I personally think he's more athletic. And he's shown that he can win games. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And maybe Matthew Stafford, we're cutting him like not too much slack, but it's because he had Detroit, the Detroit Lions team up there. But it's like he hasn't shown that he's able to win. I agree with you on that. And on top of that, he is, he did suffer a good amount of injuries. He did. Very true. Yeah. That's all the players that I have that outperformed. Did you want to talk about underperforming? Underperforming? Players? I'm going to go with the whole defense again. <laughs> 29th and pass defense here. But if we were to single out one guy, I think it would be Rashawn Evans. You heard of him? Ah, oh, Rashawn Evans. He was a first rounder in 2018. Mr. Run Stopper here did not really stop the run. <laughs> you know, uh, people thought that he was going to break out this year or this was his season to like improve. And I mean, he did improve because his PFF rating went from 49.9 last year to a whopping 53.7 this year. So he improved by four units. It's... <laughs> wow. Um, good for him. You know, progress is always great. Um, some players that I had that underperformed as well. Jadavion Clowney, I know it's not fair because he was injured, but I mean, like, they didn't really get much from him. On top of that, it was a prove-it year, and he didn't really prove much. He didn't do much since he left the Texans. I mean, to, one can even argue, did he really do much when he was on the Texans? Yeah. You're not wrong. 
You are not wrong about that. The last player I have that underperformed was Adoree Jackson. Now, I know he was injured for most of the season, but... Actually, the whole 90% of the season. Literally 90%. But even with that, when his number was called, he was not that spectacular, like what we saw in 2019. And I don't know. I feel like cornerbacks are the thing to address moving forward. But did you have any other players that underperformed? Because if not, I do want to talk about one other thing that we missed. No, I do not. Go for it. Okay. When we talked about players that outperformed that... Yeah, that outperformed. We talked about Corey Davis and Ryan Tannehill. I do want to mention the man himself, King Henry. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that we didn't put him on our list of outperform just because he did such great things. But that's what we expect. Mm-hmm. That's the expectation we have about Derrick Henry, which is crazy because the first year in the league, like he sucked. I don't know if you remember when he when he came his first year, he sucked. And to see yeah. him have a 2,000-yard rushing season, like, it's great. And I we called him Eddie I, Lacy 2.0. Yeah, I will, I will Trent not Williams. be ashamed. Yeah, they really, they really called him a bust, but he oh, turned no. it around. I said Trent Williams. I meant Trent Richardson, I think. Oh, Trent Richardson. Yeah, yeah. just the Alabama, court, uh, Alabama running backs. Yeah, and they thought that he was cursed too. But you know what? He, he turned it around. I'm proud of him. I'm excited to see where he lands. Um in terms of fantasy draft boards, probably two or three, but again, we'll probably talk about that in another episode. I agree with but that. Moving on to notable injuries, just to close off their season recap, Adam Humphreys with a concussion. Did you know that they might cut him? I did not know that. Because of his concussion? I did not. I think so it's that bad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was so that it's, bad. It's, it's not even good then. Yeah, and then also... AJ Brown with his knees, Jalen Brown, and also I forgot Taylor Lewan. I forgot about him. CL Tony CL, yeah, he's a really good. He was a really lineman. feisty offensive lineman, right? That always like yeah, got yeah. into some chippy fights. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those are my notable injuries. I don't know if you had anything, Ryan. I the biggest one that got me was Adoree Jackson because like like he was on and off on the practice field and like. It was weird because no one knew what was wrong with him. Yeah, exactly. They said it wasn't a setback. So what? what is it? <laughs> Tell us, you know. But yeah, we didn't see him to week 15. He didn't live up to the hype. So I, th- I thought that was the biggest one for me. Yeah. Because people, I don't think anyone expected their past defense to be that horrendous. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Bottom three. Bottom three, yeah. Um, then last point to recap the season. How did the head coach do? I like Mike Vrabel. I feel like he's a very smart coach. He knows what to do. He is very passionate, and you see that on the field. Has a lot of, he reminds me of like Robert Sala. Yeah. With that passion. And yeah, he was not fired. I feel like he's good, and I feel like the Titans are in a good place. I agree. I can live with that. Moving on, looking ahead then, positions of need. Uh, My biggest one, cornerback. That was my bringing it back to a, yeah, bringing it back to Adoree Jackson. He's in his contract year as a rookie, so they'll probably they're going to keep him. So we'll see how he does next year. They did just draft Christian Fulton from last year's draft in the second round, but I don't think he's there yet. He could mm-hmm. be. He could develop into a star. We don't know. So that's why I think they just need some help on that defense right now at cornerback. Yeah. Also, players that I have or positions of need o-line and d-line you mentioned about that pass rush i feel like they need to bolster that defensive line mm-hmm. which they could look at in free agency 
Some notable players that are leaving, though. Jadavion Clowney, Corey Davis, my man, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, yeah. Yeah. Desmond King, which they traded for, and also Jalen Brown. Any and other players that you know that are leaving? No, I had Jadavion Clowney, Corey Davis, and Johnny Smith as notable ones. Yeah. And players that they should pick up? Uh... To replace Jadavion Clowney, I mean, a cheaper option because I don't think they have that much cap space. I think they're like in the red for like seven mil. So they can't be out here signing like Yannick and Gokwe. So, I mean, Matthew Judon seems like a decent pick here in free agency. A cheaper if option. If they can get a discount. If, yeah, if they can get a discount. It's but 20 mil Judon a year. It's asking for way too much. Yeah. Um, I have to keep Johnny Smith, Desmond King, and Jalen Brown if they can. One of those three would be great. Um, if Corey Davis were to walk, I feel like some cheap options. Marvin Jones, still young, still reliable. And Brashad Perriman, the speedster, I feel like he'd be a really good complement to A.J. Brown. And I think so. Rush. Oh, yeah, what's up? But, like, I don't know if any of those players are at Corey Davis's caliber. That's the only issue in my well. mind, Yeah. But at least they could – I feel like they don't have to if A.J. Brown can stay healthy. I agree. And they also they also run the ball like crazy. So That is true. It's really weird, though, because they're able to run the ball in the regular season, but then when it comes to the playoffs, like, they kind of get shut down. So I don't know. But I that's a, for a different day. But go, go for day. it. I think good teams just know that they're just going to run the ball. Yeah. And Baltimore just knows how to stop Derrick Henry. That, that is very true. They held him to like 40 yards on like 18 attempts or something. Yeah. And like, in that I think playoff they, played, game. they like played him in the regular season either last year or the year before, and they did the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. Who knows? Because they, because the Titans are one dimensional, very. And because the thing is, I think their, their strong suit is in the run game. Without that, they have to rely on the passing game, and that's not their strong suit. So that's where things start falling apart for them. I agree with you on that. Yeah. And moving on to the draft, then uh, they pick at number 22. Who do you think they should pick? I got Jalen Phillips. Versatile edge rusher. He's an edge rusher. He figured it out after he left UCLA, but he's also a big playmaker that is strong against both the run and the pass. Has the mix of speed, length, power to attack the offense. The only problem is that can he be consistent? Mm -hmm. And the second player I have is Aziz Ujalari. Okay. Off so the another, ball linebacker, uh, he needs to clean up technique. So yeah, he he plays like he would be like a three four linebacker, and um, he needs to clean up his technique just a bit. You can kind of see that on tape with rushing the passer. But the thing that people like about him is that he has that motor and that drive to rush the quarterback like relentlessly, like that. Even though he's a little undersized. Okay, yeah. Sorry, for for my notes, I got a case could be made for an edge guy. I had him picking a corner, Sean Wade out of Ohio State. And I think mm -hmm. he could drop because his performance in the championship game was not that well. He was asking for Devonta Smith. They gave him Devonta Smith. He couldn't <laughs> handle Devonta Smith. <laughs> so I think they, Sean Wade could definitely be there on the board at 22 for them to upgrade that pass defense. Yeah, he's a, he's a quality um, corner. Mm -hmm. I feel like his stock didn't drop him out of the first round. So yeah, pick. At yeah, but, it, but it definitely dropped him, though. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. And the last point, will this team make the playoffs next year? 
I think considering the division that they are in, we already said the Jags are out. And uh, what's the other team that are well, that's out? We said the Jags and the Texans are out. That leaves the Colts as the only other team possibly taking the the division from them. And I feel like if the Colts can't find their quarterback, Titans easily make the uh, make uh, make the playoffs. But if the Colts find their quarterback, which will probably be an upgrade to Philip Rivers when you compare it to Philip Rivers, uh, then it's going to be a tough race again. Because, like I said, this year they're they're both eleven and five. Yeah, which was my final question. I want to ask you: If you were to rank these four teams now, in terms of their their standings at the end of the season next year, where would you rank them? Who was who do you think will win the division, and then the second, third, fourth place? I think who would win the division? Uh, as of right now, it has to be the Titans. Okay. Colts, Jags, and then the Texans. That's who I have. Who do you have? Just to make it a bit spicy, I will flip the Colts and the Titans. I think the Colts will win the division next year. But I think both teams will make the playoffs. I think this is going to be a good division. Again, I think it's possible. Teams that are still struggling. So that's mm-hmm. four wins, I feel like, for both these teams. Very true. Four. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I think that pretty much wraps up the AFC South. Yeah. So um, to everyone that made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. And we'll catch you guys next Friday when we talk about the NFC South this time. And we're going to break down these teams and what the Saints should do at quarterback. And that's the T. That's the T. Take care, y'all.